Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. We've got all the way to Friday, Friday, August 10. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. Let's uh, pray for today. Heavenly Father, we're coming towards the end of the week. Uh, it's been a busy week, and I ask God for a blessing on today, a blessing as we read this text one more time before tomorrow, before our communities all over the world gather for church, and I ask for a blessing on it. Uh, give us fresh insight uh, one more time, and uh, may we be able to apply it to ourselves, to our families, and uh, to our community at large. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Okay, we're back in English Standard Version, Romans six fifteen through 23. Slaves to Righteousness. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and, having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness." I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness leading to sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you were now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you've been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, The fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. All right. So here's our final question for this week, which is uh, this question here. If you have children, imagine what you'd do for them if they were in danger. What would you do to save them? How has God done the same things for you? That's a great question. If you have children or if you don't, imagine what you'd do for them if you do. If, what would you do for them if they were in danger? What would you do to save them? And how has God done the same things for you? Well, I could think of one specific thing that not, it's not even imaginary. It's something oh. I actually did, which was when Joshua was a baby. He was maybe, I don't know, between 8 and 10 months old. Oh, yeah. And we lived in England and we had this very steep staircase, you know, the yeah. because there's so little space there. Yeah. The staircases can't take up a lot of space and so they're steep. <laughs> and at the bottom of it was a hard concrete floor mm. and I was carrying him down the steps and I slipped on the on the steps and I began to fall. But I managed to fall in a way where I crushed my own foot so I that remember. I landed on I top of my foot so that I wouldn't mm-hmm. drop him. Mm-hmm. And my foot, I had like a golf ball on top mm-hmm. of my foot. It was really, but you know, I didn't drop him. So I basically crushed my own foot mm. um, quite happily. So, I mean, I don't know. Anybody has kids, the answer is that's not even a big deal. That was nothing. You would, you would, do, you would do anything. We, yeah. we do anything. Uh, and that's the thing about it that's kind of, kind of weird about it, right? We... we in fact, actually, I just I feel like there are moments, you know, with both of our boys where they've either come home or I've seen something happen to me, happening to them, and um, and uh, I would just do anything if possible to trade myself, to place myself in their place so that they don't have to suffer 
so that I would actually take on anything so that uh, they would actually not have to experience that kind of pain. And I think, I think that's actually what I feel that God does for me as well. Um, and it's, it's hard to express that some ways, um, literally, other than I do feel this, this, these moments in prayer, or I do feel these moments in worship, or I do feel these moments just uh, when I'm studying, where I just feel this kind of like sensation where I understand clearly all that God has done, and I feel overwhelmed by that. Well, I think what Mark, it might have been today when yeah. he wrote about the idea that if you think, and I'd never really thought about it this way, but if you think that you should have been crucified, mm. like actually crucified, mm-hmm. but that Jesus took that punishment instead so you didn't have to be crucified, Yeah, that's kind of like, whoa. It's, yeah, most you, of us, I don't yeah. think, tend to think that, oh, I, I would have had to have been crucified. You just don't, I don't know. Yeah, think about it. I don't think we think about the fact that that we will never have to face eternal death. That the death is, that we actually get the opportunity to have uh, resurrection. Yeah, I mean that is a pretty big deal. Yeah, the death is defeated. And I think that that is that is. I mean, that's actually what life is that we get to live on forever. I don't know. You know how um, people say that that things that are repeated often seem mm-hmm. more true, hmm. but I find that. The opposite is also true, that things are repeated often become Less more trivial. And I almost think the fact that we, as Christians, learn this stuff from childhood and we're taught the stories so repetitively and from such an early age, first in a very simplistic way and then gradually in a more complex way, but the simplistic way kind of sticks and it becomes so familiar yeah. that it does kind of lose some of its potency. You don't ever have that feeling of of unfamiliarity, yeah. you know, where if you really want to understand something, you want that feeling of like when, when I'm writing, what I try to do is be able to see something as if I've never seen it before, as if I've never looked at it before. And that gets really hard to do with something that you're too familiar with. It's hard to see it as if you've never looked at it before. Yeah. So I don't I wonder sometimes if we talk too much, if we kind of lose some of the sanctity of things by talking them to death. I think I think that's I think it's too easy to accept um, the the common thing as normal and to let the normal the magic disappear and to not treasure that. So I was I'm working with several couples at the moment and um, and I was sitting down with one couple just recently and I was just telling them that uh, one of the things that I've seen work with some couples and, and this may work with them as well and they should try this is just to to go back to remembering what actually brought them together and to try to uh, re-invite that, to pursue each other, to, to kind of to chase each other again and to, to try and to pretend, you know, hey, look, I've never seen you before and I kind of pursue you and, and to try and reignite the, the passion that they have and remember that they actually do like each other and they do love each other because they do love each other. Uh, but it's just, it's difficult sometimes to, they take it for granted because they say they love each other, they're with each other all the time, and, and you just take it as commonplace. And I think we do that with God, like you're saying. I think we do that with religion. I think we do that with our faith, where we make it commonplace, and it becomes like every day the thing that we do. And so then the matter of fact that God has died for us, um, it can be do that way. I think that's actually one of the reasons why we've struggled with communion, Instead of doing communion every single time that we meet in our in our faith tradition, we we do it like once a quarter, generally speaking. Um, instead of doing it every week, 
And yet, at the same time, there's something inside me that sometimes I'm like, oh. I thought it was just that people didn't want to have to do all the extra work. No, no. It's not a matter of getting volunteers. No, it's actually, it's actually because I, I really do believe it, it came out of the idea that it's it's a sacred thing. We should do this, you know, once a uh, quarter and, you know, we don't want to make it commonplace. And whereas other, other Christian tribes, they do it every week because it's just the continual reminder. Well, I've said this. And I talked about this in a uh, connect group. Once a few years ago, they were talking about Sabbath, and I was, you know, about how special Sabbath is supposed to be and everything. And I was saying it's really difficult to get that jazzed about something like it's so special when, I mean, it's like every week. It happens every week. And then somebody in the class said, well, is it special when I kiss my wife? And I said, well, I really couldn't oh, say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and again, he said, well, are you married? And I said, yeah. And he said, is it special when your husband kisses you? And it's like, you know, to be honest, sometimes, sometimes not. Uh, I mean, it just... No, it's always... I mean, come on, anybody who's been married always. for a long time, sometimes no, you're amazing. like, Mwah, okay, see ya. <laughs> you know? I mean, so I, I think it's unrealistic. I think we build up a lot of weird expectations yeah, and we yeah, think yeah. everything yeah. has to be amazing. Yeah. Like, like every week. I mean, come on. Yeah. Or, you know, communion as well. Are you always going to have this... Road to Damascus kind of experience where you're knocked on the ground. I mean, Paul had that once. Well, he didn't have it every week or every no, day. No, I, I think so. I think that's why we have, you know, like a, a week of spiritual revival or a week of, uh, of uh, I don't know, a week it's of to prayer. Try to ramp up your emotions. Is to, and is to bring us back into space where we can actually just think again and reflect and, and kind of focus on that that kind of thing. And I think that's important. Like, you know, last week we had Icky uh, who came in as a guest speaker to to speak to us all day on Sabbath and. And I mean, it's it's beautiful when you have uh, yeah. Oh, a I moment. think that's great. But I think the goal of life should be to try to somehow be satisfied without high points, like without needing that. It's kind of like a drug, like without needing high points. Yeah, without needing hmm. to have a high point to sustain you, that you can just have kind of a. Yes, I'm. I'm flat totally line. inflated. A flat line. A flat line, and you're like, okay, I'm alive. Yes, the goal of life is flat line. Well, Let's not you wouldn't tweet be alive that. In a, in <laughs> Let's not tweet that one. Flat line. I don't know. I'm. I'm actually. I, I, mean, I really do believe in the and mountains. Just kind and of pe- an, an even keel. <laughs> you don't need to feel just wow, like overwhelmed with anything, and you don't need to feel despair. You just kind of yeah, like hey, you know, I'm a, I'm content. It's a good day. Hmm. I can live this way. I can live in contentment. I think that I think contentment is actually very important and it's sustainability. But I also I also look and treasure uh, something amazing take place every day. And I look for something. Junkie. Yeah, maybe maybe I am, and I, I kind of like that. I kind of like the conversations I have with people every day, and it's just I'm sure oh, I do. Okay, cool. Right. Should we repeat the question? Uh, yeah, we do because we've actually run out of time. If you if you have children, imagine what you'd do for them if they were in danger. What would you do to save them? And how has God done the same things for you? Think about that, my friends. Look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.